Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. For months now, the COVID-19 coronavirus has dominated our lives. You can't switch on a TV or radio or listen to this podcast without hearing about the latest stats, how our lives have changed forever and what we can expect in our virus-dictated futures. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. COVID-19. 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 But while our attention has been focused on COVID-19, the world has continued to turn and there are things happening around us that may have passed you by. Today, we're going to look at some of the other news stories that, if it weren't for the coronavirus, would be making headlines in your life right now. Mamma Mia! subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now, you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia! subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia! Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. When a pandemic hits that shuts down the entire world, it's not surprising that our attention has well and truly been diverted into consuming all the news about the thing that's affecting our lives so dramatically. But while we've had our heads turned by the coronavirus, other things have been overshadowed. Things like back in February, an area of Antarctica set a new record, recording an unusually warm day of 20.75 degrees, an alarming increase of just over 3 degrees for this time of year. Maybe you missed that the New South Wales government approved the extension of a coal mine under one of Greater Sydney's reservoirs, the first time an approval like this has been granted in 20 years. Well, at tonight's City of Sydney Council meeting, I asked the Council to urge the New South Wales Government to reverse its decision to allow coal mining under Warrenora Reservoir, one of Greater Sydney's key drinking water catchments. This decision by the New South Wales Government to allow coal mining under the Warrenora Reservoir poses a direct threat to the drinking water of hundreds of thousands of residents living in the southern parts of Greater Sydney, including Sutherland Shire and the Illawarra. I'm pleased to report that the council passed the motion unanimously. We fight on. That's former Wentworth MP and City of Sydney councillor Dr Karen Phelps. The Victorian government announced that they'll be introducing laws to restart onshore gas exploration, but the existing ban on fracking and coal seam gas will be made permanent. In the US, Donald Trump also used the cover of coronavirus to axe key environmental legislation, which includes reductions in greenhouse gas emissions from cars and trucks, allowing more carbon dioxide to be released into our already warming world. The same administration also used the pandemic to roll back healthcare discrimination rules protecting the LGBTQI community, a rule brought in during the Obama administration to stop healthcare providers denying care because of a person's gender identity. Perhaps you missed that the Australian man who killed more than 50 people in a Christchurch mosque last year pleaded guilty. 
And you are further charged that on the 15th day of March 2019 at Christchurch, you did engage in a terrorist act. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Guilty. He's due to be sentenced early next month. And in the past week, the face of a young black man has been featuring in our social media feeds. Celebrities have been hitting us up with reminders that this young man's life was taken from him in a senseless act of violence that should be called out and those responsible punished. So who was this man? Mamma Mia's senior news writer Gemma Bath fills us in. Ahmad Arbery lives in Brunswick, Georgia, and in February 2020 of this year, it was about 1pm and he was out for a jog. He is a runner. He used to run at high school and was really well known for that kind of sport. And he was out running just out for a jog, his family says, when he was shot by two men. This was in February and no charges were laid until very recently, actually last week. So, The reason this story and this man's face is in our social media feeds is because it went untouched for so many months. These men got away with alleged murder and nothing was done about it. So as you can imagine, it's being reported as a racially motivated crime because of the colour of his skin. So to explain to you what actually happened, he was running along the road and there's this graphic video that's gone viral in the last few weeks which shows this father and son, a white father and son in a pickup truck and they come up behind him and you see Ahmad dodge out of their way and try and kind of go around the car and they they say something to him. It's inintelligible. You can't really understand what they say. And he kind of just doesn't understand what's going on. This man's out for a jog. And then a shot is fired and then there's a scuffle. One of the men starts to kind of fight with him or like try to push him. And then there's another two shots and Ahmad falls to the ground. You see this in the video. When you watch the video, it's really shocking because to an eyewitness, it looks like he is in broad daylight, brutally maimed by these two men. It looks like a cold-blooded murder. Obviously, when these men go to trial, that is what the trial will work out, whether it was. But the fact that it went so untouched, these men actually went to police. They told police about what happened. They said that they thought Ahmad was a robber that they had seen on CCTV footage. So they started to chase him, but there was no proof. All they had was a photo of him from CCTV, or they thought it was him. It was a black man on a CCTV camera. As you can see by the descriptions, there are so many elements to this story that are so convoluted and wrong and just justice hasn't prevailed in this case. There's so many missing parts to this story. So the two men last week, once the video went viral, have now been arrested and charged with murder. But there are still rallies going on all through Georgia because everyone's saying, why did it take so long? Why hasn't justice been felt? Why are these two perpetrators getting away with it? And there's a petition going around, which at last count, I think 940,000 people have signed it being like, Justice for Ahmad, why the hell did this even happen? It's 2020. Well, let's move on now over to Russia. And there is a domestic violence case that has really captured the attention, especially in Russia itself. In July 2018, Maria, Angela and Christina Kachatrian murdered their father. They were 19, 18 and 17 at the time, and they have admitted and confessed to their part in the killing. They attacked him with a knife and a hammer. And the reason that they did that is because they had, for their entire lives, been subjected to horrific abuse. This is what they've said and what their lawyer said and what their family has said. 
They were beaten daily. They were sexually abused. They were humiliated. They were shot at with air guns. They were punished for things like eating sweets or not cleaning the living room enough. Basically, they lived a life of complete fear ruled by their father. And this one night, the night in question, he was actually punishing them with pepper spray to the face. One of them actually fell unconscious because of the attack. And then he fell asleep and the girls attacked and killed their father. So this is a domestic violence case. And in Russia, they have different rules for domestic violence crimes. In Australia, where it might be seen as self-defence, in Russia, it's not that clean cut. So they are facing 20 years in prison. The youngest, who was 17, could be facing 10 years in prison for this crime. And this story has been going on for the last few years. So the reason it's back in the news right now is because the prosecutor's office in Moscow actually dropped the charges in January. They ruled the killing was necessary self-defence, and this was after outcry in the city. However, on May 13, so only a few days ago, the investigative committee has rejected the prosecutor's finding and now the girls are once again facing 20 years in prison for this murder. So this is part of a bigger, wider issue of domestic violence in Russia, isn't it? Because they've decriminalised domestic abuse for first-time offenders. And you're right, so this is going to ping-pong back and forth and back and forth now until someone can decide whether they should be charged with murder, premeditated murder or not. Exactly. And to give you an idea, between 2016 and 2015 in Russia, 2,000 women were convicted of manslaughter for killing a family member in a domestic violence setting. So you have to dissect how the country actually looks at domestic violence to really unpick what the, that figure really means. But it is quite a, it's quite a bad country to um, be a victim, so to speak, in this case. Well, let's bring it back home now. And a controversial trial involving Aussies on welfare got extended while this pandemic was underway. So the controversial cashless debit card trial, it's currently ongoing in three different states, only in a few little communities. So there's about 13,000 people that are currently using this. And it was due to stop at the end of June, which many were excited by recent research from people that are currently using it. Basically, half of people oppose it. They say things like it's stigmatising, it leads to a loss of independence, it's discriminatory, all of these kinds of things. If you haven't heard of the card, basically what it does, it's for welfare recipients, people that are on Newstart, Youth Allowance, Parenting Payments, and it actually quarantines 80% of their income support so that they can't use it for things like alcohol or gambling or to withdraw cash. So it really limits how they can use the money that they get from the government. But if you can imagine if you are on parenting payments, for instance, and you need to do things like give your children money for school activities, you can't do that because it's a cashless card. So you have to apply to the government service and say to them why you need the money, then get it approved to be able to get the money out. Like it's a big rigmarole. Obviously, for the cases where gambling and alcohol and those kinds of issues are present, it would you know, likely be a good resource. But there are so many people on welfare that don't fall into those buckets. So do we know how long it's been extended for? Yeah, so it's going for another six months now. So it'll go till December, which many are very unhappy about. But I guess it is a trial. So at the end of December, they will work out whether they want to roll it out, which is what the government wants to do. They want it to be across the entire country. In happier news, Iceland has ended its minke whale hunt, one of the two whaling companies in the country shutting down completely. Flamingos in their thousands are flocking to lakes in Mumbai in India. 
Princess Sophia of Sweden traded in her tiara and volunteered her time at a Stockholm hospital, pulling duties in the kitchen and cleaning. And the Obamas are helping those who are graduating this year, those who've missed out on commencement ceremonies and the ability to celebrate with their peers, the former President Barack Obama giving two addresses this past weekend. Do what you think is right. Doing what feels good, what's convenient, what's easy. That's how little kids think. Unfortunately, a lot of so-called grown-ups, including some with fancy titles and important jobs, still think that way, which is why things are so screwed up. I hope that instead you decide to ground yourself in values that last, like honesty, hard work, responsibility, fairness, generosity, respect for others. You won't get it right every time. You'll make mistakes like we all do. But if you listen to the truth that's inside yourself, even when it's hard, even when it's inconvenient, people will notice, they'll gravitate towards you, and you'll be part of the solution instead of part of the problem. He will also join wife Michelle and other celebrities, including Lady Gaga, for an event on June 6 called Dear Class of 2020, which you can see on YouTube. That's all for The Quickie today. This episode was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And for something a bit different and also COVID-19 free, why not check out True Crime Conversations, our sister podcast in the Mamma Mia network. The latest ep delves into Perth's notorious husband and wife serial killers, David and Catherine Burney. Check out True Crime Conversations in your podcast app today.